episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. Man, we have some crazy, some crazy, and more crazy. Lots of things going on in life. Woo! Lots of things. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, host Brandon Lachance, life in full effect. School is back. Elementary, little kids, high school, older kids. Everybody back in school, seeing buses, and it's like here. Summer went by so quick, so quick. But that also means high school sports are back. Golf outings already happening. Football starts August 27th, hoping for a full season after last year's six-week season. Want a full season, want playoffs, want a state tournament. We all want it. Hopefully it's here. Hopefully it stays. You know, everything's subject to change with COVID-19. And there are reports that, you know, it's picking back up and masks are coming. And, you know, everything's going to kind of go back to the way it was last year. And hoping it doesn't, but that seems to be the predicted thing that's happening here. But at the moment, we have a full football season, full volleyball, full soccer, girls tennis. We have everything full-fledged. Can't forget about cross country. Can't do that. Sorry. Sorry. Everything looking like a real season. Hopefully it stays that way. I've been battling a couple infected teeth. Got my wisdom teeth. You know, I'm getting older. Try to take care of them as best as I can, but you know, things happen. So it's been kind of difficult for me to talk and not be in pain. So, you know, slow down the podcast just a tad. Trying to do four pods in three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Today is August 21st, a Saturday. So I was going to do one on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Friday didn't work. It's Saturday at 11 o'clock p.m. I'm going to still try to get two out. Might not put them on top of each other. They'll be on the website, rss.com backslash podcast backslash edge of your seat podcast to listen to them but we'll probably slow roll them out on social media and then try to do one on Sunday. But I am taking my nephew, my dude Clayton, to the Chicago Cubs game. Cubs are playing the Royals. It's a 120 game on a Sunday. Why not? It'll be a great time. So trying to get these out. So many great guests. So many awesome things to talk about. Like I said, crazy, crazy, more crazy. We got to get to the awesomeness. MLB season winding down, Cubs pretty much mailing it in. Well, they did that when they made the trades. The trades heard around the world. White Sox playing fantastic ball. Field of Dreams game, man, 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 that was amazing. And they're continuing to play really well. Mendota, the location of Edge of Your Seat podcast, had the Sweet Corn Festival last weekend. And it was cool. It was busy. A lot of things going on. Run into a lot of old friends, classmates. It's cool. As I'm getting older, it's more enjoyable. When I was younger, I was like, man, I don't want to be here. This is stupid. But now it's like, okay, hey, this is the only thing going on in town. Like once a year, there's something to look forward to where you run into those people or you go to the craft show or you see the tumblers in the parade or you get a corn dog. I always get fajitas, whatever you want to get. 
So I'm starting to look forward to it a little more and more each year. Still not my favorite thing in the world, but it's cool in a small town. Do something, walk around. It's cool. Also, wrote seven stories for the News Tribune's Illinois Valley Hall of Fame magazine. This is the second class, although it's the third year. So in 2019, they had the first one, and I wrote seven or eight stories for that magazine. Couldn't have one last year because of COVID, our big old buddy COVID. And then this year, they're taking that same class they announced for 2020, and we're doing it this September. It's September 23rd is the ceremony. Lots of amazing athletes in there. The ones that I got to write about for the magazine, which is also coming out September 23rd. Joe Rucklick, great basketball player out of Princeton, played in the NBA for the Philadelphia Warriors a long time ago for three seasons. His claim to fame was the pass to Wilt Chamberlain for his 100th point in that record-setting game. Also, Ken Gorgel, graduated from St. Bede, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the NFL draft in 1950, won a championship, wasn't a Super Bowl at that time, with the Browns in 50, and then again in 1954 after a stint in the Korean War. So Ken Gorgel did it all, definitely deserves to be in there. Mike Goff, LP alum from 1994, played in the NFL for 12 seasons and is currently an assistant coach with San Diego State University. Great guy to talk to. Ray Yawk from Mendota, played football with Iowa, won a national championship in 1958, and then played and coached in the Canadian Football League for quite some time. DJ Glenn, one of the fastest guys ever, graduated Hall 1999 after winning four state championships. Four state championships and one track meet. Yes, that's what he did. He won the 100 the 200, the 400, and the high jump. So fast, so athletic. Great guy to talk to, too. He's pumped up, loves sports, loves life, loves his family. Awesome guy to talk to. 1945 Walnut football team. Didn't talk to anybody about the team. This is kind of, you know, one of the shortened stories where you just relive the moments of what this team could do. They went 7-0 and outscored their opponents 126-0. to Yeah. And Lowell Popsdale. Pops was a longtime basketball coach for Streeter. Led them to nine state tournaments. Nine. In a one-class system. He coached the Bulldogs for, I believe, 28 years starting in 1918 or 1919. So, legends, all of them. It was awesome to write about them. Like I said, this is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We're on episode 196. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. We have a great guest. Like we do every show, this one, Zoe Zeller, 16-year-old swimmer who actually swam in the USA trials for the Olympics, for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics That was earlier this summer. Crazy awesome. Crazy awesome. She was a great guest. Never spoken to her before. Didn't even 
know about her until her uncle, Abe Zeller, who is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast and is the coach for the boys' basketball team at Roanoke Benson. He had put something on Facebook. I saw it. I had to reach out. Zoe was awesome enough to come on Edge of Your Seat Podcast and chat. A couple things we'll talk about before then, but definitely excited for you guys to hear Zoe talk about her love for swimming. Gotta hit the plugs. Catch us on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Send us an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website, which I said earlier, but let's say it again. You can never say it enough, right? rss.com backslash podcast. That's with an S, so it's plural. Backslash edge of your seat podcast. As always, gotta thank the listeners for checking us out, for being there, clicking the buttons, listening to all the awesomeness that we try to bring here with our guests, with the intros, with the bring it backs, breaking down albums, everything we try to do and make it interesting. Whether you're driving in your car, mowing a yard, soon you're gonna be shoveling snow, put in the headset, listen to Edge of Your Seat podcast. Laugh with us. Learn with us. It's a great time for all. I would like to think so at least, right? Have to give a big shout out to Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranik is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-539. 9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Like I said, high school sports are back and we got some results. I love doing this. I love seeing what teams in the area are doing, the athletes that are excelling. Here we go. I'm going to start back Monday, August 16th. We had a quad boys golf style. Geneseo beat Hall, Mercer County, and Kiwani. Geneseo with a 156. Hall with a 172, Mercer County a 185, and the Boilermakers of Kiwani 195. For the Red Devils, in his very, very first high school match, freshman Landon Plim shot a 37. Wow, that's pretty amazing for a freshman. Lots of awesomeness to come from this young man for sure. Grant Plim shot a 42, Josh Scary a 45, and Nick Arati a 48. Also, Rivers Jordan had a 48. Two Hall players getting in there with the 48. 
Also on Monday, Mendota won a triangular with a 176. Princeton had 179 and Putnam County 200. The medalist was Ethan Hanneman from Mendota with a 39. Tuesday, August 17th, staying with boys golf. Sycamore defeated LaSalle, Peru, 162-170. to For the Cavaliers, Carter Fenza had a 41. Coleman Rundle and Caden Valenzuela had 42s. And John Malota, a 45. Mendota defeated Sandwich, sticking with boys golf. A lot of boys golf happening. I love it. I love it. Getting into golf myself, so now I respect what these boys and girls on the golf teams can do because... It's a tough sport. It is very, very tough. They make it look easy. Maybe I can get some tips or pointers from them or something. I don't know. I might need them. But anyway, Mendota defeated Sandwich, 177 to 196. Hanneman with another medalist score, this time with a 42. Logan Bradner had a 43. Liam McGann, a 45. And Clay Buffington, a 47. For Sandwich, Kanan Kern, a 45. Michael Barbie, a 46. Noah Campbell, 47. Jacob Kuntz had a 58. Putnam County edged Woodland, 206 to 229. Two Panthers shared the medalist honors as Chris Uzella and Miles Walder both had 51s. Sterling defeated Allman. The Warriors leading the way were Dale Guerrari, who had 45. Carter Morris and Cam O'Brien had 46s. Morris knocked off Plano, 167-211. Nathan Hawk was the medalist with a 38. Liam Eber had a 40. Drew Larson, a 44. Joey Lanahan, a 45. Thursday, August 19th, was the LaSalle Peru Invitational. 12 teams, always a cool event to go to. Ottawa ended up winning with a 301. Washington had a 327. Hall came in third with a 328. And Morris was 6th with a 338. For Hall, here's a freshman again. Landon Plim earned a 3rd place finish with a 75. Again, that's a freshman. Wow. Nicarati had an 80. Grant Plim an 84. Rivers Jordan an 89. For Morris, Nathan Hawk had an 80. Fieldcrest won a triangular. The Knights finished with a 196. Tremont had 197 and Hayworth a 214. For the Knights, Blake Ramsey had a 46, Lucas Bernardi a 47, and Connor Reichman a 47 as well. Girls Tennis, DeKalb fell to Marengo 3-2. Today was the Rock Falls Rocket Invite, so Saturday, August 21st, was the Rock Falls Rocket Invite. Also very difficult, tough tournament or Invitational, with a lot of awesome teams. They actually divided up into 1A, 2A. For 1A, Rock Falls won. Oregon was second. Rock Ridge was third. 2A, Caneland won. Sterling was fourth, led by Maddie Pink's 77, which earned her third individually. Awesome to have some sports, some athletes to discuss. Of course, we will get them on. We will keep talking about it, and we will be more timely more current as we continue here because we got to get them on quick because you never know when they're going to do something else awesome because it happens fast. These athletes, these coaches, very, very talented in our area. It's awesome to be able to talk about them. No doubt. Every single chance we get. 
Another chance we like to have is to make shopping easy. I don't like to shop at all. Really don't. I don't like to go to Wally World, aka Walmart. I don't like grocery shopping too much. If I go, I like to have somebody there so I'm not getting crazy with people running into me with carts or kids yelling and screaming and uh, it's so crazy going shopping. Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads is here to help with that. It's not easy to shop. Store shopping is non-existent pretty much besides Walmart or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? What sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sister slinging codes and saving you loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page, Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads. If there's something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The sisters will send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. We all like cheap and easy to find. What about free? Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads has giveaways. They've already held two drawings and are now working on their 100 follower giveaway. The winner of the drawing after 100 Facebook followers has been reached will receive a bundle of items seen on their page. Invite a friend and tag the invited friend on the post. Share post. The sisters are tracking all shares. Order through a link and comment. Got it on the post and you will be entered into the giveaway. Follow the sisters slinging codes and saving you loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions? Send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. We got sports back. It's kind of the end of summer. School's happening again. It's kind of the best time of the year. Lots of things going on. It's warm. Pools are still open. Baseball's still being played. Grill is still fired up. And all renovations can still be made to your home. We all have improvements we want to make on our home, whether it's inside on any floor, on any room, stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen, outside at the standing level, siding and windows. Maybe you look up, you need a new roof. You look around outside, there's a garage, a shed, maybe you want to build one. You name it, Olson Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. 
Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. So yeah, the Cubs made those trades. Anthony Rizzo, gone. Chris Bryant, gone. Javi Baez, gone. Craig Kimbrell, gone. But they brought in somebody that we look at, we watch around here. I'm talking about Ottawa graduate Michael Hermosillo. He was in AAA with the Iowa Cubs, and now he's on the big league roster. He was called up by the Cubs in the middle of the week, and he's already been doing his thing. Wednesday, August 18th, he was sixth in the order. He goes one for three, hits a home run to give him a run, two RBIs. That is his first home run in the majors since 2018. He was with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or however you word that now. He was with them for quite a few years, and their farm system got called up a couple times because of injuries, and now he's in Chicago trying to show that this dude has talent, and he does. He's a very talented player, lots of athletic ability, and now he's doing it. But he hasn't had the best go of it the last couple days. Friday in a 6-2 loss to the Kansas City Royals, he was batting for Jason Hayward. He goes 0 for 2, 2 Ks. Today, in a 4-2 loss to the Royals, he was 8th in the lineup, 0 for 3, 2 strikeouts. So, 0 for 5 in the last two days. That means when I go tomorrow to the Cubs game, we'll see him do something amazing. That's what I'm going to be hoping for anyway. But it's really cool to see him in the majors, even better yet as a Cub. J.A. Happ. The veteran left-handed pitcher from St. Bede. He pitched today as a St. Louis Cardinal against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He got the no decision after six innings, six hits, two earned runs, eight Ks, one walk. Unfortunately, Genesis Cabrera comes in one inning, gives up four hits, three earned runs. Pirates win 5-4. Hap should have got the win. Didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Also good to see him pitching well. He was kind of struggling a little bit there when he was still with the Minnesota Twins before the trade on trade deadline. He had a game where he went seven innings with no-hit baseball. He's had a couple solid outings, and then he had a couple where he just wasn't pitching well. Seems like he's coming around with that hat magic doing his thing. Good to see. Good to see, of course. Gotta hit you with one more sponsor. We got Mike's Pro Shopping Sales in the house. You know, we as humans, or aliens, I do think some of you are aliens. I might even be an alien, who knows? We like to be clean at all times, right? Had to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, hair did, all the works. Well, your car is the exact same way. It can't be filthy, fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard. No way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub-a-rub-dub it needs and deserves. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Mike's cleans, gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. Mike's rust-proofs so your vehicle stays hole-free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric. Extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes a splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. 
and Mike's is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up for your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at Mike's Pro Shop 204 at gmail.com. Couple more things want to touch on real quick. First, CM Punk is back in wrestling. AEW made his debut yesterday at a show. I think it's called Rampage, something like that. It's cool to have him back around. He kind of trolls. Oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Then doesn't. Hesitates. Plays a game. But he's there. He's back in wrestling. It's cool to see. I mean, I know he's got to be a little older. Probably not going to be as good as he was in his prime and when he built up a superstardom around himself. And then he disappeared because he didn't like how WWE was treating him. Well, now he's got another opportunity. Let's see what he does with it. Speaking of WWE, tonight was SummerSlam. Roman Reigns and John Cena fighting for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, the current champ. John Cena, if he wins, 17-time World Heavyweight Champ. Crazy. And he would have the record. Right now he's tied with a man named Ric Flair. 17 titles. That's a lot. That's a lot. Actually, give me one second. I'm going to check to see if it's over. Thank you, Twitter, as always, for being very helpful. Roman Reigns is still the champ. Beats John Cena. John Cena, not a record holder yet. Roman Reigns is the man of pushes. They are going to push this man forever. They love him. He's cool. He's got a look. He's got a style. I mean, he's never going to be in the realms of a John Cena or a Hogan or a Steve Austin or a Bret Hart or a Sting, an Undertaker, you know, the legends of legends. Don't think he's ever going to be in that realm. But they're trying. They're definitely, definitely trying. Free agency in NBA, kind of slow. Nothing happening now. All the names are gone, really. A couple contracts have been signed recently, though. Joel Embiid. Four years, $196 million to stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm cool with it. I personally like him. I think he's got a good game, and he's a guy that you can build around. Ben Simmons is not. I think we realized that in the playoffs, right? If you're a sports guy, sports woman, that's the talk of everything since the Eastern Conference semifinals. Got beat by the Hawks. Ben Simmons didn't know what he was doing. Didn't want to shoot. Looked scared. He's going to have to be traded. I don't know who picks him up. He's a talented player, just not a scorer. You need a score, especially from a tall, lanky point guard who can play every position on the court, really. He can do everything except score, and I don't get it because he can shoot. He can score in the paint like nobody else. He's really, really awesome, but he looked awful in the playoffs, and he can't shoot a free throw to save his life. Two teams mentioned for taking them, Atlanta Hawks, that would be ironic, and San Antonio Spurs. Another pretty cool signing that I liked, Marcus Smart, four years, $77 million with the Boston Celtics. I think that dude is the bloodline, the heartbeat of the Celtics. Jamal Tatum's awesome. Jalen Brown, cool. They got pieces, lots of pieces. But Marcus Smart is one of the best defensive players as a guard in the league, adds a three, adds that 
X factor, that hustle, that determination that every team needs. Marcus Smart is that team's that guy. Glad the Celtics kept him. I want to see what the Celtics can do. I felt like they were a better team than they showed this past season. Just my personal opinion. Well, that's the intro. Let's get to Zoe Zeller. Lots of awesomeness to talk about in the swimming pool. Olympics, U.S. trials. It was all very cool speaking with her. We'll be back soon. Real soon. Until then, peace. It is not every day we can get a swimmer on Edge of Your Seat podcast or somebody that is very, very awesome at swimming. It's not really a huge popular thing around here. It's growing, though. LaSalle Peru has got some things going on. Some other schools. Obviously, the co-op LaSalle Peru Ottawa Streeter. We're going to reach out of Illinois today. We're going to the Bay. We're going to California with our guest today, Zoe Zeller. What is going on, Zoe? Hey, not much. (laughs) I know that was a crazy intro for you, but I mean, swimming really isn't a huge deal in Illinois, but it probably is in California. Yeah, it's definitely, you'll find more people doing swimming around places with like, that are hotter and (laughs) all the time, so... Definitely. I reached out to you because your uncle, Abe Zeller, who is a friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast and the boys basketball coach at Roanoke Benson, had put a post about you on his Facebook. And I was like, hey, I have to reach out. So did you just try to qualify for the USA swim team? Um, No, I'm not qualified for the USA swim team, but I am. I qualified for the Olympic trials. So I was able to swim at a meet with all those really fast people who did make it to Tokyo this year. Gotcha. So you qualified to swim with them. Could you explain that for me a little bit? Because like I said, swimming isn't huge around here, so we might not know what you're talking about exactly. So basically, the Olympic trials is like the meet right before the Olympics. Some people will say it's the most competitive meet in the world or the U.S. because it's all of the U.S.'s fastest people swimming against each other. So it's super competitive, and I mean, obviously, there I get to swim against really um, fast people there, and you have to first make a certain time before you're able to actually swim in that meet. So I made that time when I was 14, and I was able to, like after COVID and everything, still swim in that meet a year later since it was postponed, so super fun. <laughs> wow, I bet that's super fun, but technically you qualified when you were 14, now you're 16, so like over a year ago. Yeah, that was crazy with COVID and everything in the middle. Wow. Were you still as pumped up, amped up, still as trained as you were, you know, a year and a half ago? Um, I'd say I was for the most part. I was definitely just as pumped up as I was. Um, the training, I mean, it was kind of hard since we had to take a break for COVID. But other than that, I thought I was, I thought I was fairly ready for it, you know? We'll rewind a little bit. You were talking about swimming against some of the best in the world. I mean, was it crazy, like, looking around and seeing these people that are like, hey, they're going to represent the USA in Tokyo at the Olympics. Like, was it kind of mind-rattling, like, realizing that? Yeah, I mean, it took me a minute to actually realize, like, how big of a meet and, like, what kind of swimmers were really there. Um, Because, obviously, I'm not in, like, the top five or anything crazy at that meet but it was crazy to get to like see all of them and like how they train or like warm up to swim their races and how they actually perform in their races so it was definitely a really good learning experience and just to be able to see what they have going on you know definitely understand that but it had to be cool for you also to know that 
you're in their league. Maybe not top five like you just said, but you're there. You're at that meet because you swam with time to qualify. So that had to feel good for you, you know, being a 16-year-old or even at that time, 14-year-old swimmer. Yeah, for sure. It was. It's kind of crazy to think that like maybe within the next four or eight years, I could be in their shoes and be going to wherever the Olympics are next. So, Did this meet kind of push for that or let you realize like hey if I keep training and you know don't take a break and this is what I want to do like hey I can do this yeah I mean it's I think it's a possibility for sure especially like if I go to college and am able to keep swimming there and stuff I think if I just keep kind of keep at it you know I'll have a better chance gotcha going into this meet did you think like hey I have a shot at the Olympics, or did you kind of go in like, I'm going to learn, I'm going to have fun, and this is really cool? Um, it was a more of like a learning experience, and I'm going to have fun and stuff. I've talked to um, like Olympic swimmers before who have said that it's really helpful to first have that Olympic trials experience just before you make the team, actually. So it's good to have that like initial experience where you're not really trying for the Olympics so that you know kind of how the whole system works and everything. And it had to be a cool learning experience also, again, to realize, like, hey, you were one step away from, you know, doing that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like how, you, you know, you're positive about it. You're like, oh, I didn't make it to the Olympics. So you're like, hey, no, I made it to a really, really tough event and learned and enjoyed it. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you got to have the right mindset about it, I guess. So now you're 16. How long have you been swimming? I've been year-round swimming, um, like, on a club team since I was eight years old. And before that, I had done, like, little summer league swims, like, during the summer only. And then when I was eight, I was like, hey, maybe I want to do this year-round. And um, my parents were like, are you sure? Because, I mean, obviously it's a commitment you have to make. But I was like, yeah. And then, I mean, I've been swimming ever since then. So it's been fun. <laughs> gotcha. Let's uh, do a shout-out for the parents. What are your parents' names? Ashley and Benji. And Benji is Abe's brother, correct? Yeah, he is. Perfect, perfect. So I wonder how they feel knowing that they raised a dolphin. <laughs> My dad will definitely, um, anyone he'll go talk to, I'm sure he says some things, <laughs> which is kind of like gets me to be like, all right, Dad, that's enough. But yeah, <laughs> he likes to talk about me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the, the dad's the weird one who is proud, but a weird proud. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> you, I mean, you got to have those. They make it exciting. Yeah, yeah, true. Or interesting or different. Whatever word you want to use there. <laughs> Perfect. Were they, like, kind of instrumental in this? Did they push you? Did they help you, you know, kind of guide you into being a swimmer that, you know, got to the U.S. time trials? Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, they definitely helped. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we did move here from Texas, and I wasn't happy about that, but I mean, I ended up being on this team. I mean, it's kind of like the place we moved to. I got really lucky with um, the coach and stuff I had nearby, so then I guess they helped in that <laughs> kind of offhandedly, but definitely with like the mental side of things, they've like kind of pumped me up, they've talked to me after I've had bad swims, and like helped me through all that, so they've definitely been a big help, and maybe not like in the pool, but definitely outside of it. And what was the event that you did you know, post that time that you needed to? So I went for the 200 breaststroke and I was able to like, like in between the actual events, I was able to kind of sneak in a couple other events because um, they do actual like time trials, you know, where they're not really official to the meet, but you're still able to get an, able to get another chance. So, 
So you kind of snuck in? Not really. So, like, I was there for the 200 breaststroke, but then in between, like, the official events, they have time trials, which are, like, you don't have to have any kind of cut to swim them there. It's just you try to get a time. So I did also swim the 100 breast and 200 IM, but I didn't make it there for those events, you know, so. Okay, cool. So you made it in the 200 breaststroke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the time in the 200 breaststroke that you reached to make it to the event you just competed in? I think the, like, official time was a 233.29, but I think I made, like, a 233.23, so I was right under it um, when I was 14 and I made it. And then when I was 16, I didn't actually get back down to that time, but I was, I was close enough that I was happy with it, so... When you were there, did you see other swimmers that were kind of in the same spot? Like, okay, I did this when I was 14. You know, I haven't been able to train exactly the way I was before. You know, I'm trying to get back in it. But there was this long hiatus. So, you know, now it is what it is. Was there other swimmers that were kind of at the same level? Yeah, I think there were other people who were definitely in the same boat. There's people there from California and things like that. But then also, like, other states, I mean, had it pretty bad as well. So I think we were all sort of in the same boat, at least. I was trying to not let my, uh, you know, greenness of swimming pour through the podcast, but yeah, I really don't know much about like the events and like how it all works. So, oh, it can be kind of confusing, but it's sort of like track a little bit, like how they do the events and like you have to line up and everything. So, gotcha. The good thing is, is if I don't know, I know there's other people listening to this podcast that they don't know either. So, hey, we're teaching people about swimming. Yeah. <laughs> What is it about swimming that, you know, sucked you in at eight years old and, you know, eight years later you're still doing it? Well, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I had, I tried out other sports and everything, but I mean, it kind of stuck with me when I was in summer league. And then until now, like, I think I've really stuck with it because I just enjoy like being there every day and kind of putting in the work, I think, you know, and I also obviously enjoy like the racing aspect when I get to go out and swim against people and stuff, so. Gotcha. Is it one of those sports that you have to be on a pretty strict diet? Um, I mean, some people do like the really strict diet thing. <laughs> I really don't, but I probably should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're like, hey, I like food. Yeah, exactly. I mean, food is a swimmer's best friend, pretty much. Gotcha. Gotcha. You just have to eat healthier food. Yeah, that's true. You said you tried other sports. What were some other sports that you tried to get into that just, you know, in your mind didn't meet up to, to swimming? Um, well, I mean, when I was younger, like eight and under, pretty much, I, I tried like basketball. I had tried, um, I did gymnastics. I did dancing. I think I did, oh, I did soccer. But yeah, so I tried like a, a few different things just on like a recreational level. And then when I was eight, I was like, you know what? I kind of really like swimming. And then I joined a team. So 16, you're going to be a junior? Yeah, I'll be a junior this coming year. What high school out in California? Uh, Gilroy High School. Nice. Do they have a swimming team that you swim for? Yeah, they have a swim team. I think they usually swim during the spring. So I'll probably be joining that for um, uh, my junior year. So. Gotcha. Have you not as a freshman or sophomore? Well, I did join as a freshman. Obviously, with COVID and everything, we only were able to swim in one meet. And then, like, COVID happened, so we had to quit. Like, we weren't able to go into school or, like, swim on a team anymore. Um, my sophomore year, I didn't join because it was still, we were kind of in the middle of COVID. I wasn't sure how many meets we were able to really swim in or how much competition I would have. So, I kind of just decided, all right, I'll 
maybe skip this year and join for my junior and senior year. But then you were swimming for like a, we'll call like an AAU team, like a side team? Yeah, I have my club team with my coach and we swim like 20 minutes away from where I live. So I was still doing that. Yeah, club team sounds like a better term than AAU. I'm using basketball terms now. (laughs) So you were still swimming regardless whether you were with the school or not, just to kind of keep it going. Yeah, the school is kind of like an extra thing to do, you know? (laughs) Do you think club swimming is more competitive than school swimming? For sure. Um, A lot of times where I'm at, people who are already on club teams will join the high school teams to, like, kind of compete against other people with high school because then high school has like a state meet and um like a conference meet I guess with all other schools in the area so usually people who do club swimming will want to join those and see what they can place like in the area so kind of like bragging rights like hey I saw you on that club team but watch I'm about to win the state tournament (laughs) yeah for sure for sure what do you think the difference is between school swimming and club swimming that makes club swimming, you know, more competitive and more, I guess, beneficial if swimming is what you really want to do in the future. Club swimming is year round. So you kind of have to commit to like every, like I practice twice a day, typically, except for weekends. Obviously, I have just one practice on Saturday and not on Sunday. Club practice is, it's a lot, I would say it's longer. Typically, it's um, year round, like I said, um, And then high school is typically like once a day after school. Um, It's only during the spring season, so it goes for like three or four months max. And really anyone can join. I mean, really anyone can join either team. But typically it's high school where you get people who are new into swimming and they're being introduced to it. And so a lot of times you'll get people who join high school swimming and then they'll be like, oh, maybe this is fun. Maybe I want to join a club team. And then maybe they'll start doing that. So It's kind of just a difference in, like, the commitment, I guess. Because club, you're probably putting money into it, too. Yeah, that as well. Money makes the world go around, my friend. Sure does. (laughs) Yep. So you've been on the club team since you were eight, then? Yeah, I've been, I've, like, switched around a few um, club teams, but I've been doing club swimming since I was eight. Gotcha. You said you moved from Texas. Where in Texas were you at? We were like Austin area, Round Rock, about 30 minutes outside of Austin. How old were you when you moved from Texas to California? Um, I think I was 12. So we've been out in California for almost four years. Okay, so your whole high school has been at Gilroy High School. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was homeschooled before that. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Have you ever lived in Illinois? I haven't, but we definitely, we go out there for like family things and we're there every Christmas pretty much. So we're able to see our family out there. Gotcha. Do you ever think to yourself, man, I want to live in Illinois? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously for college, I've been looking at like places like Indiana, but I never really thought to live in Illinois. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Illinois has got its pros and cons just like everywhere else, but... California, for what you are trying to do, is probably the better spot to be at. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. Well, Zoe, every guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast, we have play a game. Today, we're going to play Hot Potato. I'm going to toss you two people, two places, two things, whatever I decide, and you pick which one you like best, okay? All right. All right, let's do this. Since you lived in Texas and California, when you said you got to California, you were kind of upset about leaving Texas. Which one do you like better, Texas or California? 
I would have to say California at this point. At first, it would have been Texas, but now it's definitely California. You're a swimmer, compete in different events. Let's go through the events. Breaststroke, which you posted the time to get in the U.S. Olympic trials, or we'll go butterfly. Breaststroke or butterfly? Definitely breaststroke. I'm a lot better at it, and it's also, I feel like I can do it a lot easier. Butterfly is definitely the hardest stroke for me, so breaststroke way over butterfly. All right, let's go breast or I am. Ooh, I'd still say breaststroke because I'm better at it, but I am is a close second. Okay, and I am, for those that do not know, is intermediate, correct? Yeah, and you swim all four strokes in that one. It's kind of a mix. What are all four strokes for those that do not know? It's butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. Gotcha. And breast is your favorite out of those four? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Actually, let's play a little mini game inside this game. Let's rank them. So we got breaststroke one, I am two. Where do the other two fall? Hmm, I would say backstroke and freestyle might be tied, but butterfly is definitely last. <laughs> definitely not a fan of butterfly. You're in California. There is teams galore, and you're in the Bay. So let's go Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors. Ooh, I would maybe have to say the Warriors at this point. <laughs> Oakland Athletics, Los Angeles Dodgers. I would have to say the A's, I think, Oakland. Yeah, you're definitely in the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. With all the time that you put into swimming, do you pay attention to other sports? Um, sometimes I do. I have friends who will pay attention to sports, and so kind of I'll sneak in and kind of learn some through them. Um, but for the most part, I kind of stick to swimming. <laughs> We're talking about a diet and maybe eating better foods. Let's let's do some fruits and veggies. Apples or oranges? Ooh, apples. Strawberries or bananas? Oh, definitely strawberries. Peaches or nectarine? Oh, I really like nectarines. I would have to say nectarines. Grapes or cherries? Oh, grapes. <laughs> Let's flip it to the veggies. Corn, Illinois all-time vegetable, just to let you know. Corn <laughs> or green beans? Oh, corn, for sure. Peas or Brussels sprouts? Hmm. I would maybe have to say Brussels sprouts because there's one restaurant that cooks them really good. <laughs> What's this restaurant? Oh, it's in Texas. It's a place that serves ramen, and they have the best Brussels sprouts. I don't know what they do to them, but they're really good. <laughs> Hold up. There is a restaurant in Texas that serves ramen noodles. Yeah, it's it's like Japanese street food, kind of, um, but it's called Ramen Tatsuya, and that was our favorite restaurant in Texas. Wow. If I'm ever in Texas, the Austin area, I'm going to have to hit that up. It sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, it's so good. All right, this brings up this one. Food in Texas, food in California. Ooh, that's hard, but I would have to say California. I mean, in the area, we can drive like 30 minutes and get some of the best of everything, pretty much. So, definitely say California. Eating these healthy foods, I mean, you gotta have healthy drinks, too. Orange juice or apple juice? Oh, apple juice. <laughs> After you already said apples to oranges, I didn't know if it would be different for the juices. <laughs> Yeah, people are sometimes surprised that I like apple juice more, but sometimes the pulp in orange juices isn't the greatest. I gotcha. It is weird when you're drinking something with stuff floating around. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Lemonade or iced tea? Ooh, could I say a mix of them? Oh, you like the, uh, the like, half and half. Yeah, I 
think that is the best way to have it. <laughs> okay, okay. Gatorade or Powerade? Oh, I would have to say Gatorade over Powerade. It's just a little bit better. <laughs> now we have to bring in the all-nutritious water. Water or Gatorade? Hmm. At, uh, ice water, definitely over Gatorade most days. <laughs> As an athlete, I feel like water is going to trump everything just because of the healthy part. Yeah, <laughs> especially on a hot day, for sure, water. Gotcha. That's why I asked you the other ones first. Perfect. Well, Zoe Zeller, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is awesome what you're doing. Hopefully now that COVID-19 seems to sort of be behind us, you can get back to your training and, you know, being the best swimmer that you can be. Thank you for sharing everything with us at edge of your seat podcast yeah and thanks for having me <laughs>